0: Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of Midweek in the Word. Thank you for listening to the podcast and for joining us for our ride as we continue our podcast series entitled How the Gospel Impacts Everything. And I'm, I'm thrilled this week to be joined by, again, this isn't a new, new guest on the podcast. He's been on here once before. If you're a long-term listener, you'll remember him from last year. Uh, but this week, I am joined by Greg Heiser, our administrative director here at the church and one of our... Our elders on the Elder Council as well. Uh, Greg, thanks for joining us on the podcast and being willing to jump in here.
2: Thanks, Brad. It's a, it's really a privilege to, to get a chance to meet with you like this.
1: Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the time and, and you taking the time to come in here. I was I'm really excited for our discussion uh, for this week, but listeners, here in a minute we'll, we'll go into that. Uh, first, I just want to rewind here a little bit and go back to uh, what would be a few days ago, Tom's message on Sunday. He was continuing his Simply Jesus sermon series. He was back in the pulpit. Um, and I'd encourage you, if you missed Tom's message, if you weren't able to join us in person, uh, that you can find that message either on our website or on our podcast feed. The website is faithbiblelincoln.org, and you go into the resource tab and click on the sermons, and you can find Tom's sermon from Sunday, or if you search for Faith Bible Church Podcast on whatever your podcast feed is, find the, uh, the podcast with the black background and the white letters that's Faith Bible Church. Um, that's our sermons podcast, and we'd encourage you to go back and listen to that if you missed Tom's message on Sunday. Uh, But Greg, I'm really excited for this week's episode. I'm excited for where we're going, how we continue this series of how the gospel changes and impacts everything. But before we get to that, uh, likely a number of our listeners haven't uh, met you personally or gotten the chance to hear much of your story. So I want to give you the chance to introduce yourself just a bit uh, to our listeners out there. So could you start us off here a little bit? What's your
2: one-minute testimony? How did you come to Christ? Well, I'm not sure I can do that in one minute, Brad. But <laughs> I will i don't want I'll to tell ser- you how many of the I'll elders have and haven't so far. I, I, so I, I, I'll try. Um, I was I was raised in a, in a in a in a home where Jesus was uh, was a priority. I was, it was a Christian home. My, especially my father influenced me a, a lot from the time I was very very young. And there was a point in in my life, probably when I was in about ninth grade, tenth grade. Uh, that I made a profession uh, as a Christian. Um, however, making a profession as a Christian and living as a Christian um, mm. are not the same thing. And as I listened to Tom preach from Matthew 13 on uh, on Sunday uh, with the parable of the sower, uh, no doubt about it that I uh, that seed uh, fell on on rocky ground, and then probably mm. the providence of the Lord blew it into some some thorns, <laughs> and I was, uh, I was thwarted, my, my efforts were thwarted by, by the things of this world. And mm. it wasn't until I was in my early 20s that I truly uh, could declare Christ as Lord, as it says in, uh, in Romans 10. And uh, so since that time, I I have, um, I have experienced that change, that feeling and that knowledge of a total change in my heart Mm-hmm. Um, and And that has influenced all the decisions I have made uh, uh, since then and i i, I 'm so pleased to have had that experience at the same time um, even though um, you know uh, the, the transformed heart uh, it 's a new birth it 's not a change in a man it 's a new man and mm-hmm. and uh, along the way it 's been a journey for me to uh, to truly um, learn from the Spirit, learn from the Word, what it means to truly serve God, what it means to truly uh, declare Christ as Lord. And I had, uh, I've had, i had a wonderful experience with a family. I've got a wonderful wife. I've got two wonderful children. I've got grandchildren, all great experiences. I, had, uh, uh, I really enjoyed my, my career in the secular world prior to coming to work at the church, but I found myself along the way sometimes being distracted from my Mm-hmm. from my commitment and my, my service to the Lord. And it's taken me uh, many, many years to, uh, to find and, and truly uh, understand what that means. A, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Brother uh, David Watson was on the program, and, and he made reference to the fact that our, our, our objective is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And uh, that needs to be the heart of all we do, and, and that's something that I finally feel like I get what that means. Uh, I have a dear sister who's in our small group who a while back uh, made the comment that it took 40 years for her to figure out why it was she majored in Bible 40 <laughs> years ago, but that her call is now clear. And it's almost like since I've uh, been uh, been dealing with some physical limitations, it seems like that's when the lights mm. really come on for me, that um, what I need to focus on is not my little world, but the world that God's created and the fact that we were, we were called to glorify Him in all we do.
1: Mm. Hmm. Encouraging story of you know how God teaches all of us over the course of our lives. And obviously, God has brought you to a particular season. You mentioned you started your career in the secular world. You didn't go into ministry coming out of college or anything like that. Um, fill in our listeners a little bit. How, how did you become an elder and the administrative director at Faith Bible?
2: In the course of my professional career, we moved uh, numerous times. I think we lived in seven or eight different states. My hmm. kids... Attended seven or eight different schools between the kindergarten and 12th grade. Uh, along the way, um, God continued to use me, uh, uh, whether I was, uh, was was doing it willingly and obediently or whether <laughs> it just circumstances, but uh, God continued to refine me and used me. I had opportunities to do quite a lot of teaching, Sunday school classes, small groups. Uh, I had the opportunity to serve in almost every church we attended in, in, in wherever we lived, in various capacities in leadership and in finance and, and uh, administration of the church. And uh, a- along the way, it felt like I was, uh, I was developing some skills. When we, when we joined Faith Bible Church, uh, uh, I guess uh, about 2005, um, and I got to know Pastor Tom well, uh, he started to challenge me a little bit about whether or not these skills might be applied uh, in a leadership role here at Faith Bible Church. And as time went by, I started to develop that that thought in my heart that maybe that mm. truly is uh, a call that I have. So um, as my physical condition changed and and I was no longer able to uh, to continue in the uh, in the world that I was working in before, uh, it appeared that there was a match there mm. uh, that God had created both circumstances and uh, and, and opportunity uh where uh I was presented the opportunity to serve both as an elder mm. and in the administrative position at the church. So uh starting in two thousand seventeen I, I joined the staff here at Faith Bible Church and I've had the privilege to serve in that administrative director role since then but i also had the uh had the real privilege of being able to serve as an elder and, and uh serve the body in that capacity and uh, what a blessing that's been for me and uh mm. so just just praise God that uh that uh, he knew all along that mm. this was going to be the case, and uh, uh, I, was, I was able to come along for the ride, and hopefully he'll be glorified through that. Yeah, yeah, and I know uh,
1: part of that heart behind getting some administrative support, you've brought a lot of much-needed leadership and administration, some, an area that was lacking, for sure, <laughs> in, in the past at the Church, and so we've appreciated your ministry um, at the Church. Uh, finally, what's, what's a favorite verse of yours personally, and why is that so significant to you?
2: Well, I think I mentioned earlier Romans uh, ten nine, mm-hmm. uh, where where the, just the three words Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Um, that is that has been life changing to me as you think about what that means. Yeah. The other one, uh, actually, Tom mentioned uh, another one that's had a big influence on my life. Actually, Tom mentioned in his sermon Sunday was from uh, was Isaiah's commission in yeah. in Isaiah six yeah. where uh he's he, he he is ushered into God's presence and God's uh, uh is filling the temple is strange filling the temple and mm. the uh the angels are are glorifying God <clears throat> holy 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 and and uh, to the point that the, 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 the building is shaking, and yeah. all of a sudden he comes to the realization that he is, uh, he is not fit to be in God's presence. But the angel touches his lips and says, uh, says uh, that you've been redeemed. Mm-hmm. And uh, then God says, uh, who are we going to send? And mm-hmm. Isaiah comes back, send me. And uh, that's kind of that's become a, a real important story in my life, to, to think that uh, God is calling us and God has a plan for us and he has work to do and he says will you go and and the the opportunity to say lord send me uh that just mm. that just stirs me
1: mm. yeah even though He was being sent into a trying situation, and Isaiah, it's a good encouragement for all of us. Right. Absolutely. Um, So listeners, I I, I do hope this has given you the chance to get to know Greg a little bit. I'd encourage you to to follow up and get to know him a little bit better if you see him in the hall. Um, But if you've been with us over the course of the last few weeks, you know that we've been walking through this idea of how the gospel impacts every area of our lives, this idea of the good news of Jesus Christ. We've talked about the gospel and your identity. We've talked about the gospel and your marriage the gospel in your family, the gospel in your work. And then last week, Dave Drivo talked about the gospel and your money. If you've missed any of those episodes, I'd encourage you to go back and find them, as they've been really encouraging to me. Um, and this week, I'm really excited to talk about the gospel and your Time uh, with Greg here on the podcast, and uh, okay, Greg, we're just we're just going to jump right into this because I know this is an area of interest and passion for you personally. What does what the Bible calls the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, how does that intersect or change what we believe about our time?
2: Well, it's it's interesting. I was listening to Dave Drivo uh, last week, and uh, the fact that uh, money, in particular, material things, in general. Um, it's not necessarily everybody has the same or is called to do the same thing with those. Um, we're blessed to have money and material things to use for God's glory, and, and, uh, and, and it's an opportunity to demonstrate our love and our commitment to his call. Time, on the other hand, is, is a bit unique in that it can't be accumulated, it's not stockpiled, and um, we all have exactly the same amount. Uh, We all have uh, 60 seconds in every minute and 24 hours in every day. We can't turn it on and off. And when it's gone, it's gone. It's irreplaceable. Uh, So when it comes to stewardship of time, uh, clearly we, we, we should not waste the time that God has given us. Um, the problem we face is not the amount of time that He's given us, but rather how we choose to use that time. That's mm-hmm. that's the key when it comes to the stewardship of time. Um, there's there's a there's three areas I guess I kind of would like to to focus on uh, as we talk about this. One is the fact that uh, God has called us to a purpose, and 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 we are to glorify God through that. So. Uh, we need to use what time we have to aggressively uh, fulfill our call to the Lord. The second thing is um, God has allotted us enough time to do whatever he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those of us who, who fall back on the there's just not enough hours in the day, um, we need to think about the fact that God has called us to uh, a purpose that can be, can be completed in the time he's allowed us. And the, the third thing is, uh, as busy as we are and as many opportunities as there are to serve, we have to remember, too, that uh, there's biblical precedent for resting, mm. and there's biblical pres, uh, precedent for getting away uh, from our labors, uh, so that we take time for God to just speak to us, and mm. we take time to enjoy uh, the things that God has created around us.
1: Mm. I. I love the way you're framing that out because I know um, this idea of stewardship of time. We talked about stewardship a lot with Dave Drivo last week on money, and we have a tendency to kind of think that we steward our money, but not to think so proactively about how we steward our time. I think there's some of us that if we thought about the way we spend our time, the way we spend our money... Uh, it would shock us at the, at the things we find ourselves uh, spending our time on though I love what you're already speaking to there's kind of two ditches here as we as we seek to understand how we need to address our time in our culture there's naturally the the wastefulness of time you know there's the ditch over here of of not stewarding our time of not thinking about how do we redeem our time to glorify God on the other side there's this ditch of constant busyness and a hecticness that fails to recognize God as the author of time as well, and trying to navigate that road really is, is what stewardship of time comes down to.
2: Absolutely, uh, Brad. It, 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 Psalm 90 says that, so teach us to number our days so that we may develop wisdom in our heart, and part of that is, is how do we balance. Uh, you know, we're, we're blessed with, uh, with work. Uh, we're blessed with families. We're blessed with community responsibilities. Uh, uh, all of those things are competing. Uh, we have to ask ourselves, and, and, and I think we have to intentionally um, uh, assess ourselves as to as to are are we setting the time. Up. Aside first for God. In other words, are we doing Mm. our Bible study when our minds are fresh? Are are we interacting with our small groups when 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 we're uh, invigorated, when we're not tired? And uh, are are we just as as Dave talked last week about setting aside our finances first for God's kingdom? Mm. um, Are we setting our time aside so that He gets the best of what we have to offer, and not what's left over at the end of the day? Uh, that, that can be a challenge, especially as connected as we are today. And, and with the amount of emphasis that's being put on being productive, never wasting a minute, everything Mm. has a return. Uh, every minute has a return on its investment and, and to just step back and say, Lord, what do you have for me today? Uh, I think that's something we have to, uh, we have to intentionally, uh, attempt to do. Mm. Very good. Well, well, you've already talked here briefly about Psalms.
1: Um, what, what, what passages do you tend to go to when it comes to helping us understand how we should steward or redeem the time that God has given us?
2: There's, there's two passages in the, in the New Testament uh, from Paul that, uh, that are particularly relevant in my mind. In Ephesians 5, it says, Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making most of the time because the days of evil, so don't be foolish about what the Lord's will is. And then in Galatians six, it says, "So then, whenever we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who belong to the family of faith." Hmm. Uh, I think there's two two messages there. One is uh, as as Christ told us, the two greatest commandments are to love God with everything we have, and secondly, is to love our neighbor. So if we're spending our time wisely, if we're spending our time not as unwise but as wise, mm. uh, the first thing we should be doing is saying, uh, am I truly committing myself, my time, uh, my activities to the glory of God? And, mm. and then secondly, how do we do that? Through serving our neighbors. And, mm. and uh, to your point, to, to do an accounting of that, both your money and your time— uh, can probably be an eye opening experience and and I've been there where uh, uh, I had so many things going on that I had to put God in that specific box mm-hmm. uh, along with all of the other commitments that I've had and and as as I've grown uh, in the Lord as it's my walk as as has continued um, that is not the uh, that's mm-hmm. not the answer. The answer is that God is all everything else needs to be in that so as we grow in christ uh our commitment to spending that time first uh to glorify him and to serve others Mm, mm,
1: very good well, let's try, and, let's try and take this principle. I mean, we're, we're, we're describing this idea that we've got this principle that is, is kind of the same as money. We've got a stewardship of time. We've got a set amount that we have that God has given us for the sake of glorifying him and fulfilling the mission that he's had on our lives. But let's, let's try and speak practically to this. If we, if we approach it kind of the same way we would a budget, if you will, from a money standpoint, how, how do we practically apply this idea— to the way we live our lives.
2: Well, I think I think the way we live our lives. I, I think that's a that's a that's a key in what what you you just asked. Um, we're children of a holy God, hmm. and we are to live like exiles. We're, we're hmm. sojourners. We're strangers in a foreign land. We have a vision of eternity. We have a vision of the fact that we are temporal. we're a vapor in this life. So as we look at everything that we do in this time, uh, in this world that we're in now, um, with an eye toward eternity and the fact that we're charged with laying up those treasures, including what we can accumulate by the use of our time, Mm. if we look at, uh, at laying those treasures up in the eternal heaven, uh, I think that will uh, will help us prioritize things. First um, Peter it, it, it talks about our heavenly inheritance being everything, and that uh, that our uh, earthly accumulations can never be. Mm. Uh, so to 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 recognize that those things that we typically really feel are important. And to recognize that so many of those are temporary, so many of those mm-hmm. are temporal, so many of those, uh, at the end of the day, are going to be forgotten. Uh, but in all that we do, we can, in all the interactions we have, in all the relationships that we have, uh, we can glorify God, we can uh, be a blessing to the people around us, and those are the things that are going to have eternal value.
1: Mm. How, how do you try and take take stock of this, Greg. As, as you're thinking through your time and how you spend it, or, or as we think through our time and how we spend it, how do we try and get a handle on where we're spending our time, what we're doing, if it's the best use of this limited resource that God has given us? Can you give our listeners a couple of practical tips on that?
2: Well, I think one thing that's helped me a lot is, um, as I've gotten older, um, it's my time in the Word and my personal devotion time. Uh, there's many times that I feel stressed and I feel uncertain and I feel frustrated. Mm. Uh, but but to sit back and say, Lord, put this in perspective in my mind. Help me mm. put this perspective in my heart. Um, the important things seem to stay on the agenda. The other mm. things tend to... Uh, Tend to fall away. So I think we need to trust them. If we dedicate our time to the Lord, I think we need to trust that he'll he'll uh, he'll guide us. He'll uh, he'll he'll uh, give us the insight we need to to focus on those things that are truly a priority. He'll help us understand um, and see those things by which he can be glorified and mm. by which people can be uh, can be served and and. Uh, I think uh, I think we hear that quite a bit from Tom in the pulpit that uh, um, people, relationships. Mm. Um, if if our days are spent uh, as David Watson talked a few weeks ago uh, about uh, creating value for mm. someone uh, rather than glorifying God by serving someone, and I think he even used the analogy of. Of the of the business world becoming an opportunity to serve man and uh, and glorify God, and so uh, that needs to be our priority as we as we purpose our day. Uh, mm. That doesn't mean we don't have things to do and and, <laughs> right. and, and right. tasks to take care of. Right. We we all have those things that are of this world, but to keep those in perspective as temporal. Mm. Um, God will help us do that. Mm. We all have a little more control over
1: our schedule than we tend to admit <laughs> that we do with the things we commit to. Yeah, and I think
2: the other thing is, you know, in Colossians it says whatever you do, uh, work is for God and, and not for men. And I, I think, uh, you, you know, as long as every task we undertake uh, in the course of the day, if we just dedicate our day and our activities to God's glory uh, mm. at the beginning... Um, we'll have the opportunities to do the right things for that eternal very good opportunity
1: but to your previous point, obviously, it depend upon not falling into either of those ditches, those ditches of laziness and and maybe over busyness you know if we 're we're lazy and we 're not looking for those opportunities we won 't see them when they come, and if we 're too busy <laughs> we won 't see those opportunities when they come as
2: well and both of those probably have their their roots in pride mm. uh either one who uh who busies themselves to such a degree that they don't have time to assess what they're doing for God's kingdom, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's self-serving. Uh, by the same way, those who, uh, who say, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take it easy and enjoy life, uh, the same token, that's not what we were called to do either. We're, mm-hmm. Our life's a vapor. We only have so much time to do what God's called us to do. And and he's given us all the time we need to, to do all that he's called us to do, mm. which is glorify God mm. and serve our neighbors. Amen. All right, so so practically we can
1: take this into account. We can take stock of this. We can direct our day on a daily basis to what is about glorifying God and serving others. Personally, could you share a little bit about how this has how this has impacted the way you and Cami structure your household? Um, how this is, has been seen in your life personally?
2: Well, I, I think I think our our participation in those activities that allow us to encourage other believers, mm. and also to um, encourage the people around us who are so committed to sharing the gospel, uh, one way or another, to put ourselves in position to be able to help people who need help spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, that's become a priority to us. Um, there's no, no, uh, secret around here that I'm a baseball fan and I love <laughs> to go fishing. Uh, but to be honest, uh, I, I used to do those things for the, uh, the enjoyment that that is inherent in those. Now, going fishing means an opportunity to, to reflect, to introspect, to spend mm. time with Lord. Going to a sporting event or, or participating in a sporting event, uh, gathering with other people to enjoy those kind of things is an opportunity to encourage, to share, uh, to witness uh, and, and and those are aspects of that and then in pa- in the past probably would have never occurred to me hmm.
1: Hmm. i like i like the way you're defining this and and kind of the way we're we're looking at it uh, if if i if i can attempt to summarize a little bit of what we've talked about here our, for our listeners some of the principles to keep in mind is we all have the same amount of time we've got a limited resource that we're called to steward in much the same way that we're called to steward the money we've been given you know, um, we we have a tendency to expend our time on one of two futilities. Either we we waste our time in things of no eternal significance, things of no eternal value, or, we get so consumed with maximizing the productivity of every waking moment that we can get into the rat race and totally forget, is what I'm actually doing right now really about God's glory and love for other people, or is it, is it more about just keeping the ball spinning and keeping myself busy? And and coming back to this idea of what you talked about, do we do we live proactively our lives as exiles, saying how should we live wisely today, and do we live our lives proactively for eternity, saying what things am I investing in? We talked about investment last week with Dave Drivo and money. Am I investing my time in things that will have an eternal payout, or am I investing my time in things that have a limited time frame? Um, and so, some of these practical things that you've talked about—about about, you know, building in some gaps so that we're open to those opportunities—and about not not getting to the point where we're not considering what we're spending our time on, and and having breaks in the action that allow us to consider that sort of thing—really um, good, really good reminder for us that that this is God's time, and what should we spend our
2: time doing? Absolutely, and I, I think the most important thing is to is to seek. God's will for for our lives and understand his plan, because we're, as believers, we're here first as ambassadors of Christ. Mm. Uh, we're, we're called to a mission of making disciples. Um, we're here to represent the Savior. Uh, we're here to glorify God, and then after that, to enjoy his presence for eternity, um, Corinthians, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Um, mm-hmm. if, if that's what we base our day on, if that's what we base our calendar on, that uh, even in those mundane things of life as we plant them in our calendar, uh, we can do those things in a way that brings glory and pleasure to God.
1: Amen. Amen. Any, any final thoughts, any word of encouragement for our listeners, last things that you would want to leave our people with, Greg, on this subject?
2: Well, I think, I think that you mentioned it a minute ago, we all have exactly the same amount of time. We, none of us can complain that we have too, too little or too much. I, I think the key for me in all of this is the fact that there's always going to be opportunities around us. There's going to be secular opportunities. There's going to be opportunities to serve Christ. There's going to be opportunities to serve our neighbor all the time, all the time, every mm. day. But God has called us to a specific plan a specific role at a specific place with specific people, and he's allotted that time and those tasks for us, and that's the standard we need to measure ourselves against. Not man's, hmm. uh, not uh, some arbitrarily arbitrary worldly assessment of how well we're using our time. Uh, it, it, it's are we... Being the ambassadors at the place that God has called us to be.
0: Mm.
1: Amen. And I, uh, it obviously is an endeavor that requires a tremendous amount of wisdom, and so thank goodness that God is the author of wisdom, and if we ask, <laughs> he's receptive to granting that. But well, we have to ask. But we have to ask. Amen. Very good. Well, listeners, we do hope this has been an encouraging discussion for you. I hope you've found this edifying, and it's challenging, too, as we consider how we use our time, whether we're tyrannized by the busyness of our lives or whether we're finding ourselves with uh, some leisure extra time, um, that this would be helpful to you. Um, Just keep in mind, uh, I just want to come back to this coming Sunday. Tom will be continuing his Simply Jesus series. We'd encourage you to join us at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, or 10.30, or jump on the live stream at 8 or 10.30 if you are not joining us in person yet as well. A uh, couple announcements that I want to just throw out and get you thinking about. The first is we have a new men's group starting March 10th. Um, if there's anyone that might be interested in that, they're going to be studying the book of Nehemiah. Um, if you'd be interested in meeting with those men on Wednesday nights, we'd encourage you to contact me. Shoot me an email. That's Brad M at FBCLNK, and I'll get you connected to those guys. I also just want to begin um promoing here a little bit. Over the course of the next few weeks after Easter, we're hoping to launch some additional new classes on Sunday morning during some of the hours. So if that's something that interests you or you know somebody that would be interested in that, stay tuned. There will be more information coming on that before long. And that's it for this week's episode. Like I said, I hope it's been an encouragement to you and it helps you transform how you view your time. We're thankful that you chose to join us for this week's episode. If it's been helpful, please share it, rate it, or comment on the podcast to help other people find it. And and just know that, that Greg and myself will be praying for you. We'll be praying that God would help teach you to redeem your time for his glory and for the good of others. And we hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.